Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3029. Here we are, just about to start the second half of the Andor season, and I thought we would wrap up what we've seen in the first two arcs and talk about where we have to go with the rest of the season. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So let's start off by talking about the main character of the series, the guy who has his name right up there in the title, Cassie and Andor, or Cassie and Andor as Luthan Rail might say. You know, this whole series is supposed to be about his journey, or at least primarily about his journey from becoming, you know, the man that we meet at the beginning of the series to the man that we meet in Rogue One. And so far, his learning curve is a little bit slow. I mean, for somebody who said famously to Jyn Erso, I've been in this fight since I was six years old, he doesn't really seem like he's in the fight. Yeah, he may have stolen a couple of things from the Empire. Yeah, he may not necessarily like the Empire, but there's nothing about him being in the fight and he took this job on Aldani as a mercenary not as somebody who wanted to put a stick in the Empire's eye for real I mean yeah it had that benefit for it certainly but where he is at the end of this second story arc is not like hey I'm excited to keep sticking a you're poking a stick in the eye of the Empire sticking a poke in the eye of the Empire <laughs> you know what I meant by that that's not what did it for him. It's the money that did it for him. And he was still all about like, oh my gosh, I killed those two guys in the Priox Morlana corporate sector and I got to lay low and I need cash to be able to lay low for a while. Well, he's got that. And now he's just going to go back to Ferrix apparently, but you can't go home again and things are only going to get bad and worse and more so on Ferrix. So maybe it's not so much that he's been in the fight since he was six years old as the fight is going to be coming to him in some way and he's not going to be able to avoid it. Meanwhile, we have Mon Mothma and I have to say Mon Mothma for me, like this is, you know, if there's anything that's disappointing about the series, it's that for all the interviews that I listened to leading up to the start of the Andor series, I really thought we were going to see more of Mon Mothma, and as yet, we haven't seen a heck of a lot of her. Now, I know this is supposed to be primarily Andor's series, but I guess I thought we would get a little bit more of Mon Mothma, and I'm a little bummed about that. 
And I wouldn't necessarily take away from anything that we've seen so far. <laughs> I would just say, make the episodes 10 minutes longer at least and give us a little more Mon Mothma stuff. So I do hope they're gonna be showing more of her and what happens with her and that horrible parent, oh, <laughs> by the time this season is over. Honestly, there has not been a character that I have hated as much as Perrin, maybe like Dengar. Like that's the only other character that has made me just so angry at this person's exi existence. Ugh, anyway, yes, I would like to see more Mon Mothma and see what's going to happen now that Luthen has his own source of money. That means that he is going to be able to feed the many mouths that he has to feed without necessarily having to worry about Mon Mothma and how long it's going to take her to get him money to fund his operations. Now he can go on his own merry way. And the idea of poking a stick in the eye of the Empire, I know Mon Mothma is on a journey of her own, right? From being a complete pacifist to understanding that this whole situation is gonna end up in war and she has to go on that journey as well. But it does seem like Luthen is definitely more aligned with Saw Gerrera's way of thinking right now than he is necessarily Mon Mothma's way of thinking. And I have a feeling that's going to end up playing out considering that we still haven't seen Saw Gerrera in the series just yet. I do have to say I think Luthen is kind of the biggest surprise of this series so far and the dual role that he's playing. It's so clever the way that this situation has been executed and Stellan Skarsgård is just chewing up the scenery with the role. It is really fantastic. But for all of that, Luthen is still pretty much a mystery character in that we have no idea about his backstory. We don't know why he particularly hates the Empire as much as he does. We don't know how he came to be involved in this little circle that Mon Mothma and he have going with however many people else. Who knows? Bail Organa, probably one of those folks. And to get to the point where he has many mouths to feed as he puts it to Mon Mothma, that means that he has to have been networking and finding potential rebel cells in various parts of the galaxy. Like this is a serious commitment, a very long-term and dangerous enterprise that he is engaged in. So I think we have a lot more to learn about Luthen Rail's background. So that covers what our hero situations are. And we've arrived at a place halfway through the series that's a little bit unusual, which is that we don't have a real strong villain directly engaged with our heroes at this point. I mean, we had Cyril working on the Cassian Andor murder case. That of course went horribly wrong for Cyril and now he has been sent out of the corporate authority back home to his mother on Coruscant and he's still carrying around a little hologram of Andor which makes you think that okay maybe he's not done with Cassian just yet but that second arc the villain was just the faceless empire for all intents and purposes and the same goes for Deidre Miro right so her stuff she's set up to be a very potentially difficult antagonist for our heroes to deal with, but she hasn't been moved into play just yet. She's still having to deal with the internecine political warfare inside the 
Imperial Security Bureau and trying to get authority over an investigation that is going to bring her in Cassian's orbit. But here we are after six episodes, half the series has gone by and she still has nothing to do with him just yet. Certainly that's going to change in short order <laughs> when she gets on Ferrix and it's you know definitely a good thing to know from teasers and trailers that that's something still to come. But it is kind of crazy that we actually had a direct antagonist who was removed from the field of play after three episodes and we're not going to get another one back until maybe you know even the eighth episode of the show. So a lot of fascinating things going on with the way Andor is playing out and of course the episode that's dropping today is a one-off episode that Tony Gilroy says is a very interesting episode. This one is credited as being written by Stephen Schiff who is the original showrunner assigned the Andor series before other things happened in the background and whatnot. And I'm not going to speculate on what this episode could be because quite honestly it could be anything. Right? So why don't we just stop there as a mid-season check-in on the Andor series and with those thoughts about what might potentially be ahead for us for the rest of the series and that is going to do it for this episode of the show it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be star wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by lucasfilm limited disney or 20th century fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only star wars the star wars logo all names and pictures of star wars characters vehicles and any other star wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of lucasfilm limited other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them all original content is copyright 2021 by star wars 7x7 we hope you love it have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.